What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? We're not a democracy. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Or maybe you're checking out the uh, video replay on youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. Or on Rumble, just go to rumble.com and search for Relentless Daring or the Tyler Morgan Show. Either way, it will bring you to my glorious mug. If you're listening to this on podcast, be sure to uh, subscribe, rate, review, and all the fun things. And uh, the YouTube's Rumbles, please subscribe, hit the bell for notifications whenever Twitch doesn't decide to break the episode up and leave multi-minute chunks out. So it has been an incredibly crazy week, uh, mostly with the results of the uh, the special counsel looking into all the stuff with uh, Joe Biden and the documents and all this stuff. And let me tell you, it has done my heart so much good to see that the people on the left who have been defending Joe Biden. Oh, Joe Biden's still there. He's a, he's a little, you know, he's got, you know, a little bit off the pace, but you know, he, he's still there mentally and all this. And well, the, the, her letter came out and well, it wasn't good for those who are trying to defend Joe Biden's uh, mental acuity. You see, we've been saying it on the right for quite a while that, well, Uncle Joe just isn't there. What? what? I, I can't. I guess I can't call him Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe would be Joe Stalin. Um, but Joe Biden's not there. I mean, he makes stuff up. He will be in the middle of a sentence and and all the words just kind of blah turn to this big glob. But, you know, he gets details wrong and this, that, and the other. There's all sorts of reasons. And it's not like this is a new phenomena starting in 2020. I mean, how long ago did Robin Williams die? But you go back before that, probably a decade. So while... So even before becoming vice president, huh? even Robin Williams was like commenting on how there's something not quite right there with Joe Biden. You know, he's that crazy uncle he's that crazy uncle who's off his meds and just random stuff comes out of his mouth. And Robin Williams is not exactly a right of center comedian. He never was. But when he's pointing out stuff that should be obvious to everybody. But just like Donald Trump have the diehard defenders who will never, ever, ever point out any flaw or shortcoming with Donald Trump. Joe Biden has those same ones. And 
to kind of recap what the uh, special counsel found during the investigation into the Biden secret documents. Found that Joe Biden willfully removed the documents as vice president and as a senator. Not not just, oh, it ended up in his personal files. It wasn't GSA when cleaning out uh, the Naval Observatory, which is you know, traditionally the uh, vice president's home. And basically what happened with Donald Trump's documents is, and his and how he ended up with them wasn't necessarily that he intentionally took all of them. I'm not saying that he didn't intentionally take all. I do believe he intentionally took some because, you know, these are things that, you know, while classified, he's like, hey, you know, I'm the outgoing president. I don't think this should be classified. I want to take it with me. And whatever. But I do believe there's quite a few of them that GSA came into the White House and the Oval Office and just started gathering everything, putting it into boxes and shipping it to Mar-a-Lago. But I digress. So, like I said, it's 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 not that you know Joe Biden's all oh, was an accident. He willfully took them. He intent. Let's let's break out some uh, the source action here. He intentionally took the documents. He made a clear choice to take documents he knew he shouldn't be taking, whether as vice president or as a senator, which I find as a senator to be far more egregious than as vice president. When you're vice president, you get briefings, whether it's in the the White House Situation Room where you're meeting you know, with the president, you know, you know, he was in there with Barack Obama and the Joint Chiefs of Staff and you know, the National Security Council, handling situations like the uh, Osama bin Laden raid. There's there's stuff that it could he could have legit access to. And maybe he's like, hey, I'm going to hold on to these documents here at the Naval Observatory for further review. And then he forgot he had them and or he already said, I'm going to keep these because I don't want other people to know about them and filed them away, whatever. But there were legit reasons for him to have access to these documents in his residence in D.C. as vice president. Now, as a senator, and I've discussed this before, when you are a senator and you are requesting to view classified documents, those documents from whatever organization is bringing them to be seen because it's the CIA, NSA, FBI, random three-letter agency. I'm sure the USDA, for all intents and purposes, has classified documents because it's the federal government. Why the hell wouldn't they? But you go into a skiff. I'm not going to try to remember the acronym for SCIF off the top of my head, but it's basically a concrete bunker 
with no phone lines in, no phone lines out, there might be there might be a computer that if there are lines coming into it is part of a top secret or secret classification network. And there is a printer that is dedicated to only on that computer to be attached to that computer. And if documents are printed off, they're usually shredded right away because, you know, it's classified information. But anyways, that means somebody printed off documents for Joe Biden to view in the Senate skiff. And once you're done with the documents, again, they either get handed back to the person who was put in charge of bringing those documents into the skiff. Again, an outside three-letter, maybe four-letter agency who is under Senate oversight, brings it in, it gets reviewed. Everyone has a chance to see it. They give it back to him, and he returns it back to wherever it goes. Or it's on digitally transmitted through the secure network and is printed, and they print off copies so everyone who's in the room can have it in their hands and read it. And then when it's done, it's collected back up, and then it becomes little tiny pieces of paper, which are later burned. So that means while Joe Biden, as a senator, took this classified information, again, willfully, not, oh, shoot, it just ended up in my pocket. Dang, dang, darn, dang it. How did it end up there? No, he willfully took it. That is the findings of the special counsel. He willfully took it and either stored it in his home in Delaware in the garage, next to his precious Corvette, the, the most important thing that he owns, that beloved Corvette. And you can see the boxes with the documents in pictures of from uh, press interviews at the Biden home. You, you see the boxes stacked up in the garage. How secure is a freaking garage? It is less secure than any room in the private residence area of Mar-a-Lago. Now, I'm not trying to equivocate and, you know, say Donald Trump was less egregious than Joe Biden. I'm not trying to do that. However, in the private residence of Mar-a-Lago, they have Secret Service security because Donald Trump is a former president, therefore entitled to Secret Service protection. There is also the layers of private security because it's Mara frickin' Lago. Forget the fact that it is currently Donald Trump's home. It is, you know, a very, very exclusive private club with a, again, private residence. So, aside from Secret Service, you're going to have the private security keeping the public members of Mar-a-Lago out of the private residence uninvited. So, there's 
So like I said, you can make the argument that Donald Trump's documents, even if they were shoved into a bathroom or into a into a pantry closet, whatever, was more secure than Joe Biden's garage or the offices at uh, at uh, the Penn Biden offices because Biden had an office at Penn that. Oddly enough, um, was had access. Uh, there was access by the Chinese to uh, not just like Chinese students. I mean, the Chinese government to the Biden offices at Penn, where he also had classified documents. But as we get further into the report, there, there's a the special prosecutor has to make a decision. Are we going to prosecute this case or are we not? Here is the evidence. Here's all the evidence I gathered. And this is why I'm going to prosecute. Or in the case of Joe Biden, here is why I'm not prosecuting. Yes. The, uh, while you could possibly get an indictment for Joe Biden's actions, because by the letter of the law, he broke the law. However, this is where it gets crazy because Joe Biden is not being prosecuted because he'd be seen as a sympathetic, grandfatherly type with a failing memory and possible dementia. Yes, that's right. The same reason that prosecutors in California had to drop charge, well, not necessarily drop charges, but not fully prosecute porn star Ron Jeremy because of his physical health and dementia. He is not able to aid in his own defense. It's basically the same reason why they're not prosecuting Donald Trump. Now, keep in mind, in the case of Ron Jeremy, the decision that, yeah, we're still going to hold him because we can't prosecute him because he can't defend himself That decision was made by a judge. A judge had to listen to the evidence by the prosecution. Listen to the evidence presented by the defense attorneys. Get expert testimony on, is Ron Jeremy able to, you know, cognitively function well enough to aid in his defense in uh, in these criminal charges? And it was a judge that ruled, no, Ron Jeremy cannot do this. So we're just going to stick him away into a care facility, which, whatever, that's just their rulings. But in this case, it's, it's not a judge making the decision. It is the special prosecutor. Since since when does a, a special prosecutor 
have the ability to make an adjudication on somebody's mental fitness. Because he's very plain, you know, that Joe Biden can't even narrow down the year within a few years of when Bo Biden died. Which if you follow any stories about Joe Biden in the last five years, he has a problem remembering that people are dead. He sees dead people all the time. Talking about his first trip to Germany as president and dealing with the prime minister. And the name he gives is someone who'd been dead for like 10 years. Huh. Or Ange. How many times have we heard the story on about Ange? Joey, baby! You know, you've ridden two miles on Amtrak. Yeah, it turns out that when Joe Biden would have hit the two million mile mark, Ange would have already been retired. Well, he, he was retired, and he was also dead at the time. It couldn't have been Ange. Then there's the congresswoman who died recently. And Joe Biden's like, oh, Jackie, Jackie. Where, oh, Jack, oh, yeah, Jackie's not here. Because Jackie was freaking dead. But if... If you ever said anything about this, Donald Trump, yeah, guess what? Donald Trump is 77 years old. I acknowledge at 77 years old, he probably shouldn't be running for president because you're going to be starting to lose this thing up here called your brain. Your mind's going to be starting to go because Donald Trump is starting to have some of these similar mental slips. But hey, hey, if, if I don't pledge my support for Donald Trump, just all over Donald Trump and the the, the Cheeto dusted weenus, I a not or I'm not a Nazi. I'm a communist. I hate America. Oh my God! Why, why can I not exist to just be slobbing all over Donald Trump's Cheeto Cheeto crusted wiener? But and still just be a conservative who cares about the country. Sorry, I'm just... Ugh. <sighs> I get very worked up by these stupid people. Ugh. But anyways, back to Joe Biden. And with all the Joe Biden stuff on top of it, you, you the White House is already, well... They're, they're defending Joe Biden. I think one of the most entertaining people losing their minds over the her letter is Joe Scarborough. Yeah, yes, Joe Scarborough, host of the morning Joe on MSNBC, was losing his mind. Oh, my gosh. You can tell my allergies and a little bit of illness has been affecting the vocal cords a little bit. But anyways, so, yeah, Joe Scarborough has been losing his marbles. And 
he, he had to get put in put in his place by one of his fellow MSNBC reporters. As uh, from Chris Enlow at the Blaze, MSNBC host Scarborough voiced his Joe Scarborough voiced his anger at Special Counsel Robert Hur on Friday, but quickly learned details about President Joe Biden's cognitive condition were necessary for the report. On his show, Morning Joe, Scarborough repeatedly attacked her, sarcastically calling him a neurologist, presumably for her conclusions about Biden's memory. Joe, have you not heard the man speak any time the last five freaking years? He remembers having conversations with people who would have been dead at the time that he had these conversations. But his memory is fine. Is that what you're telling me, Joe Scarborough? That Joe Biden is, that he is the epitome of perfect mental recall. If you believe this, Joe Scarborough, I will start watching your show because, man, you have got to be on something really good if you deny reality that harshly. But I digress. Anyways, presuming for her conclusions about Biden's memory and claimed her graduated from Trump University... Scarborough raised that her made politically cares conclusions in a garbage report with Trump-like ramblings. Bum, bum, bum. Oh. No, you look like an idiot. I hit the wrong button. No, you look like an idiot. Ha <laughs> ha. I finally got to it. Hot damn. Uh, MSNBC reporter... Ken Delanian promptly popped Scarborough's bubble. According to Delanian, who spoke with Justice Department officials, the details about Biden's memory are necessary because Burr has to justify why he is not prosecuting. If Rob Hur is saying, I have evidence that Joe Biden willfully retained classified information, then in fact, didn't just find those documents in 2022 as we all thought. Because it wasn't in 2022 that people started hearing about the the Biden documents in the garage. It was reported in 2017, five years before we learned about it. It was reported and nothing was done about it. Again, again, take a breath. He actually found them in 2017 and he's recorded saying that to his ghostwriter. So why isn't her charging him? Well, he has to explain that. So the explanation is Joe Biden said he didn't remember. And I know a lot of people have been bringing up, well, Donald Trump said in the dip- deposition like 87 times that he didn't remember, that he didn't recall. Well, I mean, depending on the situation, what you're asking me, I might not freaking recall because that's one thing they don't they don't tell you about all these questions that that. Donald Trump couldn't answer with something besides I don't recall is that um, they don't tell you what the questions were. Was it something mundane? What did you have for lunch on January 5th, 1987? I don't know. 
I was two years old in January 5th, 1987. I don't recall. They also tend to forget that if you're concerned about something being used against you in a deposition because you might have a general idea, but it's not 100%. So if you answer one thing and you're off by just a smidge, they can get you for perjury because, well, you obviously changed the details. So what's easier? Yeah, I don't recall. I don't recall is way easier than trying to remember not having all the details and, oh, congratulations, you just perjured yourself because we can prove you were lying. And even then, that lie may have not been an out-and-out lie. You just might not have had everything down. But, again, I digress. So, uh, So, why isn't her charging him? Well, he has to explain that. So, the explanation is Joe Biden said he didn't remember. He was recorded saying, I found classified documents in my house in Virginia to the ghostwriter. He's recorded disclosing classified information to the ghostwriter, according to this report. But he says he forgot that. So Rob Herr has to explain that, in fact, the larger context here is that Mr. Biden has forgotten a lot of things. Uh, former U.S. Attorney Chuck Rosenberg also explained why Herr was ethically obligated to include details about Biden's memory. Rosenberg said, quote, so number one, under the special regulations, her, the special counsel, has an obligation. He shall write a report. He must, he must write a report. If you're writing a report to the Attorney General of the United States and you are recommending that someone not be prosecuted, which I think is the right recommendation, again, this is his words, not mine, then you would tell the Attorney General why you think that person ought not be prosecuted. I was a federal prosecutor for a long time. We assess our witnesses. We assess our cases. We talk about them. We talk about it. We talk about the factors that we think will or will not play in front of the jury. If Rob Herr's assessment was that Mr. Biden was sympathetic or that he had a faulty memory, and that is absolutely something you would tell the attorney general in a confidential report. End quote. <clears throat> Scarborough, however, was not convinced to repeat his attacks of her throughout the show. And then uh, last week, uh, Axios pointed out that, um, old Joey Scarborough's got a, got a personal relationship with uh, Joey. Well, Joe Scarborough, yeah. It's, it's just, um, uh, nuts. Absolutely ridiculous that I said now we're at the point where which I'll get into it here in a little bit. I'll get to it more in depth. That now the left is looking at this report and going, Oh crap. How do we handle this situation? Because um yeah, this don't look good for us. This looks really bad, and it looks really bad for Biden because now we have a special prosecutor assigned to this case who is making a very bold statement about Joe Biden's mental acuity. 
And now we have to, do, do we start looking for someone else to run? I said, I will get to that in just a minute. But first, I do have to talk about something that I have been using for the past few months. And I find that it's uh, really helped get my focus just narrowed down into something that makes me more effective as either a podcast creator or even just trying to do my regular job. And that, I think it's been an absolute miracle, and that miracle is through Magic Mind. Magic Mind is, ah, it's just an app, great product. It has nootropics. It has, uh, nootropics, lots of $5 words, but it has ingredients that, help improve your focus, that help reduce inflammation, that helps to uh, improve your memory, your ability to learn and retain information. And that is one thing I love about Magic Mind because my brain's kind of scattered as it is. And as far as uh, caffeine goes, It's got less caffeine than the average cup of coffee, 55 milligrams from the matcha green tea. And if you've ever studied how caffeine and tea works versus caffeine and coffee or energy drinks, the stuff in uh, energy drinks and coffee, while it is still caffeine, it is a really fast release. So you you drink that coffee, hit that energy drink, and you got energy right away. Ah! And then it also burns off pretty quick. With the uh, matcha green tea, it, there's something about the, the chemical compounds associated with that caffeine. It's more of a slow burn. So you might not get quite the energy rush, but you do get that focusing ability that comes from the caffeine, and it lasts longer. Instead of just being on your game for about five minutes, and then right so check out Magic Mind and see what how well it works. Like I said, it's got great ingredients. It's, you know, the matcha green tea, it, cordyceps mushrooms, lion's mane mushrooms, turmeric, all sorts of stuff that does an amazing job helping your body to work better, to improve memory, reduce inflammation. If you're like me and arthritis everywhere, anything inflammation reducing is a great thing to have on your side. Check out magicmind.com slash Tyler Morgan. And there you would save a pretty fair chunk. I think up. I, I, I don't have it with me how much you could save, but you know, the, we had, had the whole January thing, the, the new year, new you. I, yeah, that's done. So you're not going to get that huge savings, but you can still save. So, MagicMind.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. No, MagicMind.com slash Tyler Morgan. I don't even remember. Maybe I should have done my Magic Mind before the show. Anyways, MagicMind.com slash Tyler Morgan. Check it out. And use the promo code TylerMorgan20. And you will save 20% off your your subscription. You'll save 20% off individual purses. Uh, purchases 
And that code is good every time. If, if you just want to buy them one box at a time and not, not save money by getting a subscription, hey, that's on you. But use the code over and over again, and you will always save that 20%. MagicMind.com slash Tyler Morgan. Get some today. All right. So, like I said, the whole Democrats are now starting to freak out because... What are we doing if you don't have a memory? And it's it's honestly been kind of amusing. Who who are we going to run? Who are we going to run? I mean, there there's been talks of Michelle Obama. There's been talks of Gavin Newsom. Uh, some people are very very interested in uh, Gretchen Whitmer out of Michigan, and she would make a very uh. Eh, maybe an electable person against Donald Trump. I don't know. I mean, we, we know the feds are absolutely going to would work to get her, you know, as viewed favorably as possible because they would probably stage another fake kidnapping plot. That way, you know. Oh look, Gretchen Whitmer has we've we've just caught these people plotting to kidnap her. Uh boy, this sounds awful familiar like uh, the last time someone plotted to kidnap her and um yeah, everyone was acquitted because none of them were involved with any of the planning, any of the logistics. And all those people involved in the planning and logistics were all uh, were all informants for the FBI, or were undercover FBI agents to begin with. I mean, how? That's uh, one of those uh, kind of mind bogglers right there. But yeah, James Carville was on CNN talking about it. And when you have the raging Cajun who is so hopelessly devoted to just being, you know, the raging Cajun, and he's starting to notice these things, that should probably get your attention. Uh, he was on CNN. He's doing an interview, and he was being asked about the significance of Donald, or Donald Trump, of Joe Biden not doing the Super Bowl interview, which usually happens every year with the, whoever's president. The fact that Biden isn't doing the Super Bowl interview probably and probably won't debate, says James Carville, quote, that's a sign your staff doesn't have much confidence in you, end quote. While it's never too late to change candidates, the later it gets, the more confusing the process gets. Yeah, and that's a huge part of all the chaos going on. And 
trying to get uh trying to get good articles for all of this, but really there's it's a lot of conjecture at this point. Because will the DNC go to Joe Biden and tell him we cannot back you to run for president and we're we will not let you run? Will the DNC do that? I don't know. Will Joe Biden be convinced that he's just going to slink off into the sunset and not serve? Will he run and get reelected and be like, uh, I don't have the capability of serving as president, so... I'm going to step down now and turn this the range of power to uh, whoever that is next to me. I, I don't know. Again, this is a speculation zone. We there is nothing concrete. And and like I said, some of the names Kathy Hochul of New York, Gretchen Whitmer, Gavin Newsom, which I think Gavin Newsom versus Donald Trump would definitely be a very, very, you know, night and day difference of who is able to do what as the president. Who has the better vision? Now, honestly, I have not heard a lot of aspirational stuff from Donald Trump concerning a possible second term other than I'm going to get him. I'm going to get the bastards who came after me. Okay. That's all well and good, but uh, you're stepping in the middle of a crap heap. How are you going to get, how are you going to uh, straighten up the crap heap as far as the economy goes? You know, the one that kind of went in the tank during uh, COVID and then, 2020, your, your executive branch followed guidance from Anthony Fauci that shutting down is a great idea. And then once you said it was good, there were states who ran, not only did they run with it, they did it better. And when I say did it better, they took anything Anthony Fauci might have said, and they went tenfold, causing us to lose millions of jobs in America, which, yeah, we, the majority of Americans do understand those jobs were lost due to COVID. Unfortunately, because you didn't get reelected and Joe Biden came into office, guess who's putting that feather in the cap of people who are going back to work now? Joe Biden gets the feather in his cap for the Americans back to work. Where's my pudding? I think I may have made a mess in my pants. And Sleepy Joe, he gets the win on that. However, we don't get to see anything aspirational as far as other than the border. I'm going to shut the border down. I'm going to build 
a tremendous, great big wall. Mexico's going to pay for it. It'll be tremendous, tremendous. China will we'll also, we'll also go after China. But, you know, the whole border wall thing, I mean, you want to talk about the perfect evidence of tell the people what they want and then do the uh, exact opposite. Or don't even follow through. Maybe uh, do a little bit of it. Uh, the whole build the wall and, Ch- and Mexico pays for it. Now China paid for it. Now that would be amazing. Um, yeah. So dropping my mouse. So Joe, Bi- Joe Biden. Oh my gosh. Maybe I shouldn't be talking about people's memories. So Donald Trump, all through twenty the twenty sixteen. Uh, campaign, 2015, 2016 campaign, when I was just rolling my eyes every morning with the Breitbart news going on. And it's like, oh, please, for love of God, put Raheem Kassam on because I cannot listen to Steve Bannon and his constant slobbering on Donald Trump's junk. Fast forward to 2024. And as much as I liked Raheem Kassam, listening to him on uh, Buck Sexton's show years ago. Now, anytime I go on Twitter and I see a retweet of or a quote tweet of Raheem Kassam, it's Raheem Kassam being his nose first in the short hairs as Steve Bannon was eight years ago. It is ridiculous that, you know, everything is going on with the stupid race. Politics have always been dumb. That That is a fact of life. Politics have always been dumb. You have entire political campaigns that get boiled down into bumper sticker slogans. Hillary Clinton, I'm with her. Donald Trump, MAGA. Or CAG, Keep America Great. Tremendous, tremendous. Uh, It's the economy, stupid, with Bill Clinton. Barack Obama, Hope and Change. These are, this is what politics has become. Anything that goes outside of three to seven words that can fit on a bumper sticker, no one cares. No one cares. There are people on the right who give no rips that Donald Trump lied to them in 2016 when he said he was going to build this big, gigantic wall. Mexico is going to pay for it. And then on the campaign trail in 2024, I I had no authority to make Mexico pay for that. <laughs> I, what? No. You believe me? Damn. 
That's like why I said you were beautiful when you took your bra off, and the next thing I know, you're in bed with me. I, you think I actually meant that you were beautiful? I mean, come on. And we keep doing this for ourselves. On the right, we are so bad about finding the guys who will say the right things and do absolutely nothing. But then when we find the guys who not only will they say the right things, they will do the right things. I mean, for the love of God, Rand Paul, Mike Lee, uh, Thomas Massey, these guys, they have been whining us. They've been dining us. They've been telling us we're pretty. They've been listening to our hopes and our dreams and building us up and trying to, trying to show us the right way. And they hold our hands. They listen. And they are marriage material. But we don't want that as Republicans. As conservatives, we don't want that. Why? You have the you have the ones who are being the true gentlemen. They care about us. They're willing to tell us, no, that is not good for you. And I I and I am willing to willing to put myself in trouble to keep you from doing stuff that is bad for you. Oh my God. That, that's that's who I want in a young man to be dating my daughter. That is who that is the young man that my in-laws wanted to date my wife and they got with me. I'm not very good at it all the time, but I try. But instead, here on our side, while we have Captain Dementia pants, we have us. I I, I can't even lay the I can't even lay the blame of all this on Donald Trump, because we have us. The people of Long Island had no issues being lied to by uh, George Santos. And that went all well and good. He got into Congress by lying to him about his background and all this. But, hey, it was a good enough story. The lies worked. Then he was kicked out of office, which I think was completely dumb because he didn't do anything that broke the law. Oh, my God, he's a politician who lied. Well, the only reason you're mad is because he got caught lying. If if he was telling lies that were close enough to the truth that no one would really stop and think about it, no one would have cared. But instead, he told some whoppers that were so easily disprovable that, oh, damn. Meanwhile, in the Senate, we have a guy who was taking gold bars from a foreign nation. He's still in the Senate. Why? Because he didn't lie. I mean, he did lie, but not over the uh, inconsequential things. He didn't lie to constituents to get in office. No... He told them everything that he was going to do. He just omitted the stuff that was uh, problematic or possibly even illegal. But he told the people of New Jersey 
I'm going to go be a progressive left-leaning son of a gun and I'm just going to push for more government spending. I'm going to push for more government spending. I want to push for more social programs, which means more government spending. I want to push for tax hikes on the on the those evil one percent who are already carrying like fifty percent of the U.S. tax burden are on one percent of the population. He will tell them what they want to hear, and then. Every good Democrat is so great about coalescing around these ideas of what can we do to F the American people over on behalf of another group of Americans, and then they roll with it. They don't bicker. They don't fight. They, they say, okay, who's got, who's, okay, we all have this plan. Who's got the best version of it, and we're going to go with that. Meanwhile, on our side, Ah, oh, we shouldn't be screwing the American people over. Yeah, screw you. Screw them. Because, look, we got a, uh, we got a flag-burning amendment and this tax hike that offers uh, a 1% tax decrease for certain people who jump through certain legal loopholes and actually qualify for it. <gasps> The American people love it. It's a tax cut. Ah! And the American people, they passed a tax cut. Huh, why am I not seeing anything from this tax cut? Oh, well, it is what it is. They passed a tax cut. Yay, Team GOP! And to think, all these rants and ravings all began reporting on a guy who can't remember that anybody around him that he's ever spoken to and that he constantly brings up when giving public addresses. All those people, whether it's Jackie, whether it's Ange, whether it's the Chancellor of Germany, they're all dead. Thank you, Joe Biden, for all of your deadness that has now been joined by what's left of my soul. Okay, so that's going to wrap up this week's show. Whew. I came in basically unprepared, and I think I dribbled it out of the infield. Uh, hope, hopefully it got far enough. It got past the uh, second baseman fast enough. I actually got on first with this show. I mean, I can always hope. Anywho's again, to those of you who are listening on the podcast, thank you so very much. I ask the same four things every week. Why do you keep making me ask the same four things? I want to ask something new. I want to ask something new. But no, I have to ask the same four things every week. Number one, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are checking this out on. Number two, subscribe. I already said subscribe. Damn it. Ah, I'm losing my mind. I've caught a little bit of that Joe Biden illness. Gross. Once you have subscribed, please rate the show. That's the second thing. Jeez, I'm going crazy over here. 
No, you look like an idiot. Stop hitting my buttons! Stop it! Stop telling me I'm an idiot. I already know it. You have to hurt my feelings. Anyways, once you have subscribed, please rate the show. Looking at five stars. No, what? Screw it. Hot or cold. That's all there is to it. You can go five stars. You can go one star. I ain't going to take anything in the middle. If you don't like it, if you, if you generally like it, make it five stars. If you think this is the most awful thing in the world, obviously make this one star. I can appreciate that. Once you have rated it, please write a review. Please don't review just this last five minutes. But please write a review. Say something nice. And don't get carried away fluffing it, but just generally if you like it, you know, kind of a little fl- more flowery. If you didn't like it, don't be a jerk. Say why you didn't like it. And uh, maybe if you uh, would like to personally critique me, you can find me on the Twitters at fake Tyler Morgan. Find me on Twitter's at fake Tyler Morgan. DM me. My DMs are open. I will probably respond as long as you're not being a hateful jerk face. If you're being a hateful jerk face, either I will ignore you or I will start using memes to annoy and harass you. That's kind of how I roll. Anywho's, once you have subscribed, rated, and reviewed, please, please, please share this episode with someone who you think will enjoy it. Send it to someone who will hear my voice and be like, this is the next voice of our generation. We love him. Or send it to someone who you think will go, this person's an idiot. Why did you send me this podcast? Either way, please, please share it. Share it on social media. Send it in text message. I don't care. Just please share. It it means the world to me when you share. Yeah, and um, falling out of the, uh, you know, sad voice. Um, Also on podcast and Rumble, please, again, subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the hit the bell. Get the notifications whenever the episode goes live on YouTube or Rumble. It's always great. Um, and then yeah. Also again, please share. I the audio media is great. I'd also like some more of the video media. I know that I, I I don't do the algorithm thing where it's like, oh, he changed. Oh, he changed. Oh, he changed. That keeps people drawn in. I get it. I don't do that. If I wanted to do that, I, that's the kind of videos I would make. I know that the, I'm in standard definition instead of high definition. Well, you know what? You want to help me get better video quality? Subscribe on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Tyler Morgan or Tyler Morgan Show. Once there, you can... Become a subscriber for as little as $5 a month. There you'll have access to ad-free episodes, unless they're baked in episodes like uh, today's episode with Magic Mind. Anything anything baked in, you are obviously going to get, but you will not get the uh, random stuff from the uh, podcast host. So keep in mind. So, Again, as little as five months to get ad-free episodes. Whenever I do something cool, like an interview or whatever, uh, generally it will go up on on the uh, Patreon access about a week early. So that will be there, just so you know. 
if not a week, or at least be a few days. So again, if you'd like to get something other than just standard definition, subscribe, donate, Venmo me. I have a Venmo link in the in the show notes. You can buy me a cup of coffee, coffee.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. Lots of ways you can help. Go to relentlessdaring.com slash shop and buy merch. Again, that's stuff that helps go towards the show. And I greatly appreciate all the help they get because, yes, I put a lot of money in here, but it's money from listeners, money from ads from ad plays, all the things that really keeps the show on the air. And if you want to help do that, please, again, Venmo, link in the show notes. I buy merch, realinstaring.com slash shop. Sign up to be a Patreon supporter. Either or, pick a way to help the show. And if you're willing to help, I'm willing to take your money and use it for generally good things. I will avoid all your donations for my more nefarious plots. Again, thank you so very much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7